Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. It is Monday once again, the 25th day of April, 2022. How would you like to be the executive who gets paid based on performance of stocks, gets paid on success of product. And then you come up with this brilliant idea and you convince the stockholders, the board of directors, all of the managerial people to invest 300 plus million dollars in your new idea. You hire what you think is the best available talent to work for your new venture. You launch it with much fanfare, lots of marketing, lots of advertising. And then 33 days later, you realize because you've got no one purchasing your new product, your new service, no one. You market this worldwide, around the globe with a primary audience of the United States of America and you get 800 subscribers. That's pretty much what CNN Plus had to contend with. Chris Wallace was a washed up newsman who came from the liberal side of things and once upon a time ended up working at Fox News because let's face it, liberal at heart, Fox was trying to get a little more mainstream, get a little bit more liberal viewer to watch their network. They were already number one, by the way, eclipsing CNN, MSNBC, CNBC together. With all of their viewers, Fox still had more viewers, but they got greedy and they wanted even more. So they hired a veteran news guy in Chris Wallace, who proved, especially during the debates when Donald Trump was running against Joe Biden, when Donald Trump was running against Hillary, he proved what an inept conservative media person he really was. They hired Chris Wallace to this new venture called CNN Plus, paying him God knows how much to change from being a conservative so-called journalist to being the progressive liberal woke hack that he always was. Now, I'm sure his contract said No matter what happens, you're still going to pay me millions and millions of dollars. Even if you catch me having inappropriate sex with a four-year-old little boy on the back of a goat in front of the Pope, Chris Wallace was going to get paid his millions. Now imagine being the executive at CNN Networks. 33 days after launching your new venture and no one subscribes. No one watches. The reviews were horrendous. Think about it. 33 days. Your star players are on the regular CNN that pops up in every airport for some ungodly reason. That's their largest audience, by the way. United States airports. There's like this exclusive contract that the only television you can ever watch in an airport in the U.S. is CNN. Who cares? only thing I'm watching on a screen is when the flights are coming or going, depending on which direction I'm going. 
CNN's top stars, if you call them that, they're top liberal, progressive, woke clowns, they're all on the regular CNN. So this is the B team. This is the bench warmers. This is the also rans. This is the has beens, the wash ups, and the never wases. They've got these folks together on CNN Plus, and nobody subscribed. And now, 33 days after launching, they've simply shut it down. Gone. Kaputski. To all those diehard progressive woke liberals who couldn't wait for another opportunity to get another dose of CNN on the demand or on the go or whatever you want to call it, they now have to boo-hoo-hoo and watch regular CNN with America's black queer, Don Limon. They got rid of Fredo, little Chris Cuomo. They've still got all the rest of their clowns, their racist hacks, their homosexual peoples. What's that guy's name? Gloria Vanderbilt's kid? Who cares? It's gone. And I don't miss it because I never watched it. I, like the vast, overwhelming majority of Americans, didn't even know it was there. But how would you like to be the executive who put this idea on the table and pissed away, literally pissed away, 300 plus million dollars of your company's money. And now you have to go back before those same boards of directors, individuals, the same management, and say, <laughs> oopsie. I would hate to be that guy. I doubt he will keep his job. But hey, the direction that Fox News is headed, they'll probably hire him. Chris Wallace says he's going to land on his feet, but he really doesn't care. He's got millions from the money he made in television over the last 30 plus years of his life. He did really well at Fox News. He's retirement age. He could go buy a boat somewhere and spend the rest of his life enjoying life. But because he is a liberal, because he is a woke progressive, because he is a Democrat at heart, and because his ego will not let him go down in defeat, I'm blaming the failure of CNN Plus on Chris Wallace's presence there. Now, a guy like Chris Wallace has an ego, so he's going to have to land somewhere. His ego won't let him land at WKRP in Cincinnati or some local station. He's going to market himself as the veteran middle-of-the-road leader of journalism. That's what he's going to try to do. I'm sure he'll land somewhere briefly, some point. But I don't think it will last long. When he fails again, he'll just say it's time to retire. Time to hang it up. That's the kind of individual that I think he is. That's just my opinion. By the way, we're coming to you this afternoon from the front seat of the old F-250. Heavy traffic. There's an accident ahead in the left lane on Interstate 10. Blocking the left lane completely. I should have made it two lanes over. But now I'm sitting in stop and stop traffic. We shall see what happens. And we'll be right back. Change topics here for just a moment. I went for a uh, little medical checkup just to, you know, check things out, make sure the 
the gears were running and the brakes were working and the transmission was shifting and the heart was beating properly and the brain was still working. A little medical checkup, annual physical per se. And I was speaking to the doctor and we spoke about the jab, the COVID-19 vaccine or whatever the hell you want to call those series of injections of foreign chemicals and substances into human bodies with the supposed aim of doing what a vaccine is supposed to do. What is that, boys and girls? Say it along with me now. Vaccines prevent disease. A vaccine generally is made from whatever it is you're trying to protect the human being from or something very close to the disease that you're trying to protect human beings from getting. The Johnson & Johnson was about as close to a real vaccine as it came, and they've pretty much shelved that baby. I guess the stock went up too quickly for those liberal Democrat politicians to buy in at the low rate. They put all their eggs in two baskets, Pfizer and Moderna, And their two offerings are nowhere near the definition of a vaccine. Not at all. And if those vaccines are so great, how come the CDC and the Food and Drug Administration, the World Health Organization, have no choice but to admit that after you get not one, not two, but two plus a booster, plus a second booster, you can still get COVID-19, you can still transmit COVID-19. One hell of a vaccine you got there, Brownie. They still want you to wear masks on airplanes, even though federal courts have said that the mask mandate on public transportation is not lawful. It is government overreach. It is the Democrats trying and yet again failing to put their hands up your rectum and treat you like a hand puppet. Now, I told you earlier this year that they were going to keep COVID around so that they could come up with either some instant cure or instant trying to take credit for the lowering of case counts in time for the midterm elections so that they can give credit to gropey, feely, touchy, screwy, hair-sniffing, little girl-groping Joe Biden. And now with an uptick in a few cities... They had Anthony Fucci on TV this weekend on Sunday talking head shows saying, well, we're not out of the woods yet. This thing could start to crop up at any time. And then we're going to have to look again at masking and additional boosters. We are not out of the COVID woods yet. I'm working with President Biden on making sure that we have COVID under control. We are just now entering the spring and summer months. We have to look forward to the fall and hope that we don't have a resurgence this year. And only by diligence and hard work and us doing what President Biden wants us to do, we'll be able to keep this COVID from ramping up out of control like it did in the beginning. When Donald Trump was president, Or something to that effect. I said I went to the doctor for a checkup. He gave me a clean bill of health. Even the old shoulder is doing remarkably well, considering the extent of the damage that I did to it. 
when I crashed the old Ninja. But um, the purpose of me mentioning that checkup is we got to talking about people biting their fingernails. The nurse who came in to take my pulse, my blood pressure, my temperature, and ask me if any of my medicines have changed, you know, the little triage nurse who comes in, she bit her nails down to the quick, right down to the cuticle. I used to do that. I used to be a chronic, habitual, self-mutilating nail biter. I mean, it was bad. I even embarked upon a mission once to see if I could bite the nail completely off of one of my fingers. I don't remember when that happened. It was probably 1981, 82. Nervous young man trying to make his way in the broadcasting world. My first full-time FM rock and roll radio station DJ job. And uh, I was nervous every day, wondering, is this the day they're going to fire me? Is this the day they're going to fire me? Is this the day I'm going to go against the format clock and play a red record before some certain time at night? Back then, records, albums, 45s, were in different classifications. A red record was a hard rock song. We didn't really have adult content back then, but to a certain degree, I guess we did. Songs that say, I just want to make love to you. Well, that was technically a red record. We couldn't play that while the kids were still awake. My first on-air, full-time rock and roll DJ job was 7 p.m. to midnight, Monday through Friday, at a rock and roll station in Morgan City, Louisiana. A little oil field service town, roughneck area of South Louisiana. Roustabouts and engineers and oil drilling folks, real rough and tumble type folks, couldn't play Bad Company or Led Zeppelin until after 8.30 p.m. because that's the time the kiddies go to bed, supposedly in 1981. Anyway, I was very nervous back then. I was a chronic fingernail biter. My nails were just destroyed and it was, it was not a pretty sight. So I made a mention. I said, you know, I used to bite your bite my nails like you're biting yours to this young nurse. She goes, I know, it's a bad habit, and I, I'm in the medical profession. You'd think I'd know better. And just about that time, old Doc Davis walks in and says, hey, how's it going there, Steve-O? I said, it's going great, man. I said, you got anything to give to her to calm her nerves so she'll stop biting her nails? He says, I, used to, I remember when you used to bite your nails. I said, yeah, I know. I finally quit. And... Uh, he says, you know, nail biting is probably what kept you from getting COVID. And I said, you know, I've mentioned that to people before. They laugh at me. But it's probably true. Nail biters put their filthy fingers into their mouths constantly. Right after eating, right after touching a typewriter or a keyboard or a computer or a mouse. Or not a living mouse, of course, but a computer mouse. Smart aleck. After working on the car, cutting the lawn, any number of things that a person might do with their hands, and then habitually right to the mouth. You'll notice many former nail biters, ah hell, sorry, dropped the sunglasses. Um, many former nail biters never get a cold, never get sick, never get the flu, don't catch viruses, don't catch really anything. And I said it before, and I, I tend to agree, and I think my doctor, you know, followed the science, a medical professional, 
They may have had a point there. All the germs taken in through decades of biting fingernails may have assisted me in building up an immune system so that now, as an older American, approaching the big six zero, damn it, where's the time gone? Um, approaching that that old old age. I mean, let's face it, sixty, getting close to sixty. When we were kids, sixty was ancient. Hell, many of our grandparents didn't make it past sixty back in the old days, depending on where you lived, family histories and such. But I truly do believe that the amount of dirt and grime and germs that I ended up putting in my mouth as a chronic fingernail biter from the time I could walk till 10 years ago, five years, eight years ago, I do believe that may have assisted me in building a pretty damned good immune system. Just a couple of thoughts there from the front seat of the old F-250. This is the Truth Hurts program. A little short break there. Uh, when doing the program live from the front seat of the old F-250, it's it's done pretty much here on a cell phone device. And um, I don't have the opportunity to do any editing. So if I misspeak, I won't find out about it till later when I play the actual published program. And as usual, I apologize if anything I say offends you, but I retract nothing, at least not unless something actual, factual is pointed out that I said in error. But my opinions, the opinions expressed on this program are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. God bless America. That means I have the right to say it. You have rights as well, my Truth Hurts program listeners. You have the right to turn this program off. Go seek some liberal pablum program, some progressive, woke, idealistic, socialism-based program. You have that right. It's a free country. You can turn this thing off right now, if you like. No hard feelings. I don't have hard feelings against liberals. I feel sympathy towards them for not understanding that their idealism, their politics is harmful to the democratic republic in which we live. The republican form of democracy. The what is the word I'm looking for here? It is a democratic republican or republic democracy. Either way, folks, I'm driving, I'm in traffic. Cut me some slack, will you? We're 19 minutes or so into the program today, driving in the rain and heavy traffic. I'm entitled to a little rambling and wandering. Speaking of rambling and wandering, I just passed a Ford car dealership, a Nissan car dealership, a Kia car dealership, a Hyundai car dealership. And if there were two dozen new vehicles on the lot, that was a whole bunch. They have some used cars out there on the used car sides of their lots, but new cars are all but not in existence. A good friend of mine just ordered a brand new Honda Civic for her son 
and they told her 8 to 12 weeks before they could make a gasoline-powered Honda Civic for her. Now, we know the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022 has all but disappeared, not only from the headlines, but from reality. There's no COVID out there right now, folks. So why the hell are these new cars, trucks, SUVs, minivans, crossovers, why are they not on the showrooms and in the dealership's lots? Could it be Empty Shelves Joe's Empty Shelves? That's a high possibility. That's a very high possibility. Chip shortage from where? The heavily Biden-invested communist China? Hmm. Do you not find it extremely strange that your police departments all have brand new vehicles this year? Gasoline-powered vehicles? How come they can get Ford Explorers, Dodge Chargers, Ford F-150 pickups, ambulances, fire trucks, search and rescue vehicles. How come there's no chip shortage for those entities? How come the public works departments, the utilities, the sewage and drainage departments, the electric utilities, the gas companies, the water companies, how come they all have brand new F-150 and F-250 service vehicles. How come they can get them? This is all part of a conspiracy, folks. I told you this before, and I'll repeat the premise for those who either missed it or have not had the opportunity to digest it. I say this as I'm passing two brand new, I mean brand new, sticker prices still in the windows F-250 white pickup trucks emblazoned with a certain city public water department emblem on the doors. They're being delivered. Brand new. How come? Please tell me. They can get them, but I cannot get a new 2022 F-250. Why are there none on the lots? I spoke to a Ford dealer a few weeks ago when getting the oil change, and he says, well, it's pretty simple. <clears throat> the more stuff on the lot, the more we have to discount it. But by creating this false shortage, the laws of supply and demand in a capitalist economy go into play. We're not only getting sticker, we're getting market conditions added to sticker prices on a $79,000 F250 Lariat package two wheel drive four door uh, medium bed six foot bed pickup truck 79,380 was the sticker price they have another sign on the side of the sticker price the manufacturer's suggested retail price and it says market conditions add ten thousand dollars 
And that's before they put their overpriced so-called ceramic sealant on the car and paint protector and scotch guard and pinstriping and mud flaps emblazoned with the dealership's name and add another $2,000 for that needless garbage. There are no trucks. If I had an accident today and totaled out my truck and had to go buy a new F-250 to pull the old fifth-wheel toy hauler, I would be screwed. I would have no way to do it. I would have to order a truck and hope that eight to ten weeks down the road, there'll be one waiting for me. This is all driving Joe Biden's inflation even higher. Empty shelves, Joe Biden. Inflation, Joe Biden. Cost to fuel up the new F-250 should I decide to get one. Joe Biden. I did that, he says. <clears throat> he did it. At least that's what all the stickers with his photographs on it, pointing to the price of gas, say. I did that, Joe Biden. He's still coming across with the flagrant lie, the utter bullshit, saying this is Putin's price hikes. He could not take the blame for that which he created if it were mandated by law. He'd find some reason to skirt that law. These are not Putin's price hikes. These are Joe Biden's price hikes. This is Joe Biden's presidency, Joe Biden's administration, Joe Biden's economy, Joe Biden's economic decisions. If you don't understand that very basic principle, the premise that this is Joe Biden's economy, therefore, all aspects of this economy fall to the blame of Joe Biden for their failures. And if by some chance he were to succeed, they would be Joe Biden's successes. Remember when Donald Trump was the president? All of Donald Trump's successes were never credited to Donald Trump. The Democrats actually had the gall, the audacity, the nerve to try and claim the credit for Donald Trump's economic successes. And now Joe Biden is blaming everyone but Joe Biden, upon whom the blame should lie. He's blaming everyone but himself for the disastrous U.S. economy that you are experiencing, that I am experiencing, that every other American is currently experiencing, with the possible exception of Joe Biden and Elon Musk, and Bill Gates, and Warren Buffett. I'm sure they're feeling it too, but when they feel it, it's not that big a deal. When Warren Buffett loses $10 million in a stock deal, oh well, it's just like going to the casino and rolling the dice and saying, well, I sure was looking for a seven, but got snake eyes. <laughs> Let's roll it again, put another 10 million on the table. How can a person like Joe Biden, who lived for decades, decades meaning, of course, periods of 10 years in a stretch, making 170000 or less per year as a senator, 
I think the salary for senators was less than 174000 when he was the senator. How could he be a multi-multi-millionaire if his hands were not somewhat dirty? Hmm? When the Republicans take over the Senate and the House of Representatives in the upcoming midterm elections, now just five and a half months away, it will be time if the Republicans have balls, if they have guts, it will be time for them to give the Democrats a taste of their own medicine. Impeach inept Joe Biden. Impeach Camel Toe Harris. Call for investigations into why Nancy Pelosi's husband, I believe it is, is the one guy in America who gets to sell and buy post office property. Sounds like a conflict of interest to me. But that's all the time I have for this edition. Make it a great day and we'll see you on the next program. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are free speech protected by the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.